Hi, I'm Lucy Porter. And I'm Alexia Bolden. And, and this, this is, is Academia. Academia. Can I be real and vulnerable for a second? If you must. Okay, I am in a contest with myself to make the worst possible lunch one can possibly imagine. I have been making consistently horrible lunches. And it's really weighing on me. Why? It's weighing on you and you're putting yourself in this position, question mark? Why, what is yeah, the it's like, I am somebody who considers myself a cook. I think I indulge in the culinary arts, if you will. And then lately, I don't know when it started, I have just been fumbling every lunch. I am like, it's like, I don't know what flavors go together. I don't know what foods go together. I like, it's like I black out when I walk into a grocery store and I can't buy a single ingredient that makes sense. That's the worst place to black out. You're making like, <laughs> this is uh, one of those dilemmas where you only have ingredients, but no meals. And it sounds it's, like you're just throwing shit together. Yes. Yes. I literally just need to buy like deli meat and a loaf of bread and just eat sandwiches for the rest of the month to spare myself from this hell. What if, What are some highlights of the meals you've been having? Well, to be honest, today I made a pasta with cabbage. And so I know, no, I know. But like, <laughs> I know you're mad. I like cabbage, especially <laughs> pickled cabbage. Ooh, I love some good pickled red cabbage. That shit is so good. And so I was like, I'm making this pasta. I have a little bit of feta cheese, um, some seasoned chicken. I'll need some acidity to throw in there. So I should put in pickled cabbage. And it's like, I try not, I try not to be disappointed in myself. I try not to judge the choices that I make. Okay. But like, I need help. Yeah. When you started adding ingredients, <laughs> saying words you're like what really doesn't go together oh i know cabbage and feta mm-hmm. that's gonna fulfill me for the rest of the day it's like when you give a kid um free access to a credit card and you're like no, <laughs> yeah no nuts in the store buddy <laughs> whatever's on me yeah i'm being um culinarily reckless yeah i'm in that same it's that feeling where nothing Sounds good, but you have to eat to sustain yourself. Yes. Yes. So I'm just going to make meals that I, I know that I do like, but I'm just like, what is this? Oh it my tastes God. Like, you know. The purgatory of making a meal, it's hell. Yes. I wake up every day and I have to feed myself. Yeah. And it's one of the things I enjoy most. I know. So that's uh, the thing. Cause I'm not trying to be like, little miss eating disorder over here i'm not trying to like be pushing intuitive eating and like oh nothing sounds good so i shouldn't eat that's bullshit yes but like (laughs) nothing sounds good and i'm still like this is something i gain immense joy from some you're allowed to it's um writer's block but for food When I was the oh, the, now it makes sense. Now I get it. Now you're with me. When I, uh, <laughs> it, it's back because I had this last week when I was in the great state and city of New York, and I was so upset that nothing sounded good because mm. all of the cuisine there smelled so amazing. I just couldn't push myself to get anything more than a slice of pizza or a bagel, which they're famous for. But nothing sounded delicious. That's a hell. Being close to heaven but not being able to touch it. It's kind of like um, that Greek tale. <laughs> Who is it? Um, when he goes to get his wife from the underworld and, and they're like, but you can't look back, otherwise she'll oh, be gone. Oh, I know this one. I actually know this one. That's um, Eurydice and um, and what's his name? So it's it's what the musical Hades Town is based off. <laughs> oh, that's why. Yeah. <laughs> This is the only way that I have knowledge of Greek. What's his name? Eurydice. Huh. Eurydice and Orpheus. Orfeo. That's the Portuguese way to say Orpheus. That's so cool that you know that. We had I took a um, a Brazilian culture class in college, and we one of the things we did was watch The Black Orpheus, which is the title of the movie. <laughs> oh, I like that. Which is just the tale of Orpheus, but what if he was black? Oscars, Oscars to everybody. There's tears. Um, applause, standing ovations. That should be the the naming device. Like it should have been Black Annie. It should be Black Little yeah. Mermaid. Just and like, there's no problem with that. 
No. It'll sell well. People will love it. You know who else loves media and plays? No, that's an insane transition. I agree that we need to bring the guest on, but that's a crazy transition. Okay, try your hand. Um. Wow, for somebody who's taking improv classes. Wait, wait. Right now. wait, can I say, I think my brain is a little bit broken. I was with my cousins over the weekend who are like 10 and 12, and they think it's really cool that I do comedy. And so we were talking about it, and they're like, can you tell us a joke? And I was like driving a car and so I'm like you know what I'll do one even better I'll do a little bit of improv so Mm -hmm. tell me a word any word and one of them says fire hydrant and my brain short-circuited I went silent for like a full 30 seconds yes I yeah I don't know what's wrong with me you're put on the spot which is the magic of improv it's really hard I'm one of the greatest comedic minds of our generation, and yet yeah. I can't do improv for children or here on my very own podcast. Okay, redeem yourself. Guest, will you give Lucy a word? No, no, this is hell for me. I refuse. I genuinely refuse. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to bring on the guest. I'm thrilled for this guest. This guest is a dear friend from the city of Chicago, an employee of the world-famous Second City a world-renowned comedian, actor, and friend, Deja Monet. Aw, shucks. Wow, wow, wow. That was so sweet. (laughs) Hi, buddy. Welcome to Academia. Hi. Um, Can I just say, I'm, I'm like, mourning your lunches a little bit because, like, the the pickled cabbage thing is crazy to me, dog. Like, I just, I'm (laughs) so sorry for your taste buds. I was like, what you just kept going and I was just like it gets worse <laughs> the thing is uh, I stand by the pickled cabbage of it all I think pickled cabbage is good it just didn't need to be in that meal definitely definitely okay, I, okay this year this year I think I'm um literally I'm gonna out myself that I'm like I'm not an academic at all because you said pickled cabbage and I was like is that like kimchi? Like what, what is that? And I was literally, <laughs> you were like going over there and I was like, pickled, oh, oh ew. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's kind of like kimchi. It's like Polish kimchi. Cause like greens are steamed, um, steamed cabbage and, and kale. Mm-hmm. And, right. And I can, yeah. I can take those all day, but it's like what in, it's um, soaked in ham hock or something, some broth. Um, yes, that's what, when I think cabbage, I think like there's a neck bone and there's just a right, that's what I think it is. So I was like, yeah, you get me, you get me. But you know what I mean? You wouldn't want a little hint of like vinegar, a little acidity in there for what it's worth. You like salt and vinegar chips, don't you? Like you, you one of those that like eat salt and vinegar chips. I wouldn't, I wouldn't identify as somebody who loves salt and vinegar chips, but I, I will eat salt and vinegar chips. Yeah. Thank you. It's a difference between liking it and making it a part of your identity. True. I With agree. a turkey I just, sandwich, salt and vinegar chips are the perfect offset. See, the aftertaste is crazy. Just anything pickled. It, it just, it takes me a minute. Like I like pickles, but like any, anything like mm. salt vinegar is just, mm-mm. So you hate M&M's? What? What? <laughs> Thank you. I was like, huh? <laughs> no, Alexi, you need to elaborate on that one. What the fuck are you talking about? It's kind of this thing called a joke. Um, I work at the World Famous Second oh. City. It's really a subversion of, oh, we're talking about this, we're talking about this. Interesting. Interesting. That's actually a really foreign concept to me. You, you know how I've been struggling lately. And yet you sit here and you make comedic references and little quips and your jokes and you think you're better than me. It's about to get much worse. Deja, we have a segment called uh-huh. the IQ test where we're going to quiz you a little bit. Um, you can answer however you see fit. And at the end of this, our guests will know, you know, where you stand on the academia totem. Because Deja, I don't know if you know this, but historical IQ tests, the IQ tests we all know and love, are actually rooted in eugenics. Yuck, may I say? Wow. And so, like, we're not trying to do anything remotely close to eugenics here. <laughs> so what we've done is we've created our own IQ test questions. And we're going to ask them to you now. Yes. Alexi, take it away. Deja, 
everybody was kung fu fighting, but who <laughs> won? Famous kung fu fighting. I don't know. I won. Yeah, I won. Definitely. I'm. I don't know if you know this. I actually actually took karate back in the day. What? I did. Yeah, one lesson, and I said, "Mommy, I want to go home." <laughs> I was going to ask you what belt you got up to, but. Nothing. The nothing, entry level, I guess. Nothing. I like, there was like, there was like a series, sorry, I'm cutting into the test, but there was like a month or two where like, I just did different things and I quit immediately. Like ballet, what the fuck? Get, get me out of here. My thighs don't, I, my thighs don't like to be together like that. Like, let's, let's move on. Like, <laughs> <laughs> volleyball, I was like, uh, we're jumping a little too high. And then basketball just kind of like stuck. Cause I like, I got to like push people around, but like not too much, like just enough. Like, I can get away mm. with it. And I was like, ooh, I like this. I can, like, get my anger out. Deja, if you are what you wear, where are you? Mm. If you are what you wear, where are you? I, I'm i in, in 70s New York. Ooh. And I'm walking down the street. And I'm just, I'm having a ball. My afro's, like, out to here. And I'm living. Yeah. I'm living life. That's where I am. Deja, do you identify as somebody, sorry, this is not a formal IQ question. This is sort of a sub question that will go to extra credit. Do you identify as somebody who looks good in orange? Yeah. Oh my gosh. (laughs) The skin tone. uh, Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. That to Mm -hmm. me, that to me is seventies New York. It's orange. I love a good orange. I love a good burnt orange. Oh my gosh. Mm. Ooh, it just hits. But a good burnt orange top with a, a light wash denim jean. That is... I'm thinking crop top. I'm thinking, and not to even oh. not to even be crazy on top of your crazy, but I love an orange and a purple. Mm, very Daphne. Okay, mm-hmm. okay, I'm seeing it. I'm seeing it. Oh, okay. I love a good orange and green. I think orange just pairs with a lot. I do love an orange and green. Yeah, orange representation. Deja, <laughs> orange matters here. Yes, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> Asia, what's more important, a cigarette butt or a cigarette's thoughts and feelings? <laughs> That's really good. That's really good. So much. <laughs> um, you know, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with thoughts and feelings. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because, like, you know, I feel like we we bullied cigarettes for a minute there because apparently it was giving mm-hmm. us cancer. We didn't really take account. The cigarettes, thoughts, or feelings, you know. Mm, such a good point. <laughs> Deja. What are these questions? Okay. Hey, Deja. What's, what's the square root of 49? Seven? Yes, girl. It really is. Oh, my gosh. Y'all, I cheated my way through math so bad. I was so good at it, too. Thank, oh, my gosh. Oh, huge for the smart community. Huge. huge. I love on-air confessions of federal crimes. Oh my gosh. No, for real. Like I almost failed geometry. And I literally had to go up to the teacher. I'm like, listen, look, we um we were like it was like what like February-ish. So we were starting to like qualify for state. I was like, listen, you know oh. I play. You know I play. <laughs> <laughs> like, you're gonna have to help me out somehow, some way. Like I <laughs> Math was just not hitting. I was like, once we got to long division in fourth grade, I was like, y'all uh-huh. turned on me and I don't appreciate it. It was just. Deja, like, when in, she closed the door behind her, she's like, listen, listen. You know, I've done some things. No, for real. I was, fail- <laughs> I was failing computer science in college and it got to the point that my professor took so much pity on me that he would give me credit for the jokes that I wrote in the margins of our tests. Because <laughs> I couldn't get the actual answers, so I started writing computer science-based puns in the margins, and Love he would that. give me like one point. <laughs> he met you where you were at. That's a good professor. Yeah. Uh-huh. uh-huh. He said, "You're not. You don't need coding. You need humor. <laughs> you need comedy. 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 Deja." I feel like every time you say my name, there's like a dun dun that like happens. Like it gets my mind gets like so serious. Anyway, go ahead. Hey, Kate, well, we, can we add those in post? Yeah, we added those sounds in after. Uh, Deja. Dun, 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 dun. Um, <laughs> we, now this one is for our bilingual listeners. Ready? Mm-hmm. Ooh, a Waldo. 
Oh, ah, it's given French, isn't it? Oh, God. Okay. Ooh, say it again for me. I feel like if I talk in the accent, it'll help me out. Like, I don't fucking know a croissant. Like, I don't. I'm trying so hard. Oh my gosh, not the Rick and Morty reference. <laughs> um, I do what? I don't know. I'm starting to overthink. I can feel it. Ooh, a Waldo, oh. a croissant, a bagel, Perry. I don't know. Great. <laughs> Deja, follow me here. Yeah. If an aunt is a bug and an aunt is a relative, then a pant is clothing. What is a pond? Mm, a pond. It, um, it, pond, pond makes me think pond shop. That makes me think mm. jewelry. That makes me think of uh, the cross that my dad tried to sell to the pawn shop to pay for a bill and then get it back and he lost it. So that, so oh. in conclusion, the answer is um, a diamond. Your dad got pawned. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, that was cute. I like that a lot. Um, <laughs> yeah, so yeah, it's a necklace. A pawn is a necklace. Can you tell I cheated my way through school? <laughs> no, you're smart and worthy because you just passed that test. Yes. Brilliance. Abundance. Oh Amazing work. Deja, we here at Academia work hard to bring new topics into the space of academic discussion. Mm-hmm. So we ask you, our dear guest, our dear friend, what has academia ignored for too long? Yeah, um, you know, I've thought about this long and hard. I think we are ignoring self-care. I feel like it's such like a hippie Ooh. thing. Yeah, right? <laughs> it's such like a hippie, like, oh my gosh, you guys, you have to remember to like take care of yourself. And no, like that, mm. it's not a hippie thing. Like that is a real scientific thing. Like, I'm sure there's numbers out there that support what I'm saying. You feel me? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like four. Like four. And like 36. 36. Maybe it's like with some words, like maybe like it's an actual statistic. Who knows? Who knows? I'm just, I'm just mm. saying. Um, but yeah, no, self-care is something I feel like I'm, I'm an expert in and we should, we should talk about it more. Mm-hmm. No? Yes. So. No, I love this. Cause there's the, there's the obvious distinction between like actual self-care and like taking care of yourself. And then there's the consequence of the like hyper marketed world that we have where like everybody has a personal brand and a lot of people are marketing self-care as like a lifestyle Mm -hmm. and those two I think are very distinct but have the same title when I first heard about like this about self-care I think it was in like I want to say maybe college Mm -hmm. because it might have been around before then but what other like what better time to introduce that concept than when you're on your own for the first time, presumably, and trying to get assignments and deadlines in for stuff you don't really understand. And I remember there being so many events on campus being like, they would like bring, um, Oh my God. Yes. Yes. Like it'd be like bath bombs. Like you make your own bath bombs physically, like bringing a canvas and painting that there was like a sip, sip and paints. I called them sip and paints, obviously non-alcoholic. Um, <laughs> but yeah, those. That's my first inter- encounter with self care is is the maybe the frilly aspect of it all, like doing things like mm-hmm. putting on face masks and and washing your hair and all these things. Student activity boards are obsessed with the concept of self care. They can't yeah. get enough for sure, for sure. And like, it's so valid. Like, I love me a good face mask. I love like getting my toes mm-hmm. done or like getting my nails done. But like, yeah, like the taking care of yourself aspect was like. It makes you like be like, oh, if I put a face a face mask on, then like that's it. Like I don't have to do anything mm. else. And it's like, no, bitch, did you meditate? Like, <laughs> yeah. Did you like? Did you say like, how do I feel today? Like that is like true self care, um, and something that I'm just like growing and like, just you know, I'm in my healing girl era, so I'm just trying to dive more into that. 
So, yeah. Can I ask what that consists of for you, your healing girl era? Because that to me is another one of those like uh, broad terms that yes. people are like, it looks like Pilates and green juice in the morning and, and hot girl walks, which are, I love hot girl walks and I love Pilates and all these things. But No, you just love walking. Like, it, why does it need to be marketed as like a hot, a hot girl, girl walk, walk trademark? Like, it's just, <laughs> you just like going for walks. Walk. That's a normal and okay thing to like. <laughs> Yeah, (laughs) no, for sure. For sure. Um, For me, like my healing girl era is like I I like legit will like sit down beginning of the month and be like, okay, you're going to take I'm taking myself out on two dates. Mm. Like, what are these what are these two dates consisting of one? I'm going to spend a little bit more money One, we going to be on the cheap sacks, you know. Struggling, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, and then it could like it can balance, yeah, you know, good balance, and it can literally just be like, okay, I'm gonna go like to the beach, I'm gonna like like sit in my car and like journal for like 20 minutes, like that is you know like where am I at in my life, like how do I feel, um, like gratitude, like what is like five things I'm grateful for, that type of uh, stuff, and then um, like if I need to disconnect, like okay, like I'm. I can't be on my phone from this time to this time. We're going to like mm. do activities, stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely like not just because I think for a while I was just like doing like the trendy, like fairly things. And I'm like, this is not why am I having an anxiety attack? Like what? Like <laughs> TikTok, yeah. you didn't say I was going to like, I was, supposed, I was supposed to be here yeah. by now. Like what's going on? So I have Epsom salts. Why am I not happy? Yeah, real. What's going on? It's it's also one of those things where like uh, it, yes it, I guess it shows up differently for everybody because maybe pampering someone's self maybe they didn't um, maybe that is taking care like a, a self care thing or taking care of yourself someone um no I was gonna I was gonna misquote someone but it's it's girl misquote away that's half of what we do here <laughs> that's <laughs> most of what this podcast is just a little fact check at the end yeah, no we, we, no we, that is so <laughs> antithetical to everything that we do here a fact yeah. check. Yeah, How dare you? Every, every, <laughs> with like the marker of what timestamp we we said the wrong thing at. Like actually, this is this is the truth. When we finally have the funds to hire an intern, then we can start being factually correct. <laughs> but until then, so wrong and loud. Amen. Turn this podcast up at the bar you are at. But essentially, yes, self-care looks different for everyone. Um, I think. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, cause for me, Alexi, <laughs> self-care is simply giving me the things that I need, um, in terms of like caring about myself the way I might care about a friend or a family member mm-hmm. and not putting myself in situations where I know I'm not going, I don't already don't like it. Or in terms of like, if, <laughs> if my friends want to go do this activity that I know that I physically, like, I don't like, why would I do that do you know what I'm saying or am I making am I making sense no for sure you setting boundaries is is self-care and it's I guess that that is what that's called yes yeah yeah and honestly it's something that like I'm I'm working on and I do look up to you in that sense because Alexi is like the most honest person if you don't know now you know and I (laughs) and I love that she'll just be like nah bitch I'm tired like I'm not going it's like oh my gosh and that I already know like I would like try to force myself to like go or like try to force myself to like be on whatever that means. So I can, you know what I mean? So. Yeah. And even in those moments, my, my body will be like, I'll say no to something that I know that like I am not up for. And then when I say no to that activity and then I walk away from it, I'm like, but what if, what if I did this? What if this mm. happened? What if this? And it's like, no, man, you know how that story plays out. It's okay to, to maybe take the night off, go do something else. Mm-hmm. Lucy, how does it show up for you if you... Well, so I guess that's where I kind of bump up against this because for me, like, I'm not doing, like, mindful practice self-care. It's more of just, like, a continual effort to take care of myself. Mm -hmm. Because, like, I really... And I don't want to, like, get on a soapbox about this, but I do really struggle with this, like, hyper-branded phenomenon that we're seeing where it's like everything is a brand identity boiling down to like the type of clothes you wear where it's like oh I'm wearing like a loose shirt today so I'm in my coastal grandmother era or like like 
trying to brand everything. Yeah, I find it sure. so infuriating. Like, like the other day I was trying, I was going to a wedding. So I was trying to look up on Pinterest, some like nice, like natural nail color inspiration to go get my nails done. Mm-hmm. And I knew the words to type in were to find what I was looking for was clean girl aesthetic nails. I hate clean yeah. girl aesthetic, bro. Oh what my gosh. What the hell does that mean? That's nothing. What, <laughs> what that is, is nothing. Oh, the clean girl aesthetic gets me so mad on so different, so many levels. We're going to talk about human, like branded but, aesthetics. Oh, I don't like, it really infuriates me. And I see it with self-care, not in the way, like, this is not me demolishing what either of you do to take care of yourself, but I'm not like, whenever I'm journaling or whenever I like cook myself a nice meal or take a long shower or read a book, I'm not like, oop, and now I'm doing self-care. I hear you. I, when both of you are talking about the clean girl aesthetic and the labeling of it all, so I also feel that like over, like Pinterest. I used to love Pinterest. Now I get so like overwhelmed like with all yes. the photos and all the like. It's like you might like this, and it's like sixteen different um, boards, and I'm like I don't know. And they'll have like fifteen thousand pins, and I'm like I don't know if I like that. Um, but sometimes it is very helpful. To, in terms of the the labeling thing is because I'm like, oh, if I want to look for things that are more like this, I know what to type in and I know how to get more um, maybe inspiration for this one thing. I was reading a book. Brag. Sue me. Called uh, Olga <laughs> Dies Dreaming by Sochil Gonzalez. And that book is amazing. But like I was reading it and I was like, I've never heard of this. I've never like experienced this genre of book before. What is it called? And I called, found that it was called, like, not just fiction, but domestic fiction. So Ooh. I'm like, even in the literary world, like, are we, like, like not just fiction, but, like, this type of fiction or this this hyper-specific, like, brand of fiction? And I was like, oh, man, this need for labeling things. I guess in a world where information is, is just so – we have so much more access to way, way more of it. Yeah. How to narrow down to find exactly what you're looking for. That's what's helpful about it to me in terms of, like, outfit styling and – I go like skater girl, (laughs) um, (laughs) aesthetic. And that's how I found my outfits. Yeah. I don't think, I don't think I get bugged by it with genre. Like that to me has a clear purpose, but Mm. when it comes down to like, like the social media labeling of it all, that to me is just so transparently like a 20 something white girl with a small following trying wow. to hyper label things so that they can get credit for creating an aesthetic and then monetize yeah. it. But see, and that's yeah. the thing too, because especially with the clean girl aesthetic is I get mad mm-hmm. when there's labels on clearly like a culture because the clean girl yes. aesthetic is like black and like lead necks styles, just like it's- the slick bad ponytail, the big hoops, like, bitch, you did not invent that. Like, did you see like mm-hmm. any music video in the nineties ever? Like, come on now. Like, like where are you where are you at? Like what's going what on? What makes it clean? Like we're doing it and it's not clean. What, what makes it clean about you? Exactly. Literally. And it, it Once you break down the me. racial dynamics there, it's scary. Yeah. This it makes me think of that commercial that um was <laughs> where um they've showed a black person and then showed putting them in the washer and then out <gasps> came a white person because they what? wanted to, it was like a it was like a um <laughs> it was to show you how well this detergent worked. No, hell no, no. Hell yeah. way. It's like so bad you don't know what to do but chuckle. Like <laughs> that's wow. crazy. Oh my gosh, I'm gonna find it. We used to watch it all the time. <laughs> well, I think beyond that, like the issue with these aesthetics is like half of them are nonsense. Like, I saw something lately that was like, I found the trend for the summer. Summer 2023 is all about Mediterranean mermaid aesthetic. And I'm like, what does that mean? Those are words that I know separately. And then you put them together and it's like, you have long earrings and a flowy skirt. Oh, and now it's an aesthetic. Oh, no, oh, don't even get me started on the improper use of the word aesthetic. I hate the way, and, and you know this is huge for me as somebody who's like language is playful and inherently fun and no language is wrong. There is a modern use of the word aesthetic that people will say that is so aesthetic. Like it's an adjective. It's not an adjective. It's a noun. Mm-hmm. So you can have an aesthetic. Nothing 
is so aesthetic. Do you know what Just, I mean? Yeah. I hear you. And I also wonder if now it is, is a thing because it's like, it's like, what I rebuke that. <laughs> You're allowed to. Justice for the word aesthetic. You're allowed to. I, this five years from now, textbooks are going to be like, or dictionaries going to be like, yeah, it can be any, any it could be a noun or. Ugh. I mean, that's, I think that's the hell that I die on. I think we found it. Oh man, every what episode we find a new one. Lucy's got seven <laughs> hills right now. Damn, wait, what is I'm, your a, I'm a landlord for all the hills. <laughs> <laughs> one tree hill. I have Lucy. <laughs> 12 tree hills. <laughs> Oh wait i'm sorry deja brought on the topic self-care and then i got mad i don't know how we got to this point but i all of a sudden feel myself being mad and i don't know how we got here oh for sure yeah once we start talking about aesthetics i was like oof but yeah that's mm-hmm. that's where we got there the healing girl era the like i'm in my toxic era i'm in my mediterranean girl whatever <laughs> you said era like that's where it gets like it's surface level self-care and like that's not helpful for anybody so Mm-hmm. yeah what does what does healing mean for you i think alexi asked that question earlier and we derailed yes okay let me think about it um yeah, guess, what's your yeah. healing journey healing for me um well personally it just i think i struggle with i'm always like i'm 24 and i act like i'm running out of time like i don't know what it is <laughs> like i know like logically yeah. i'm like you're 24 like you're you're barely you're, you're barely done with the first quarter of your life like chill out, make mistakes. I don't know, like get wasted once or twice, like have a story to tell like your grandkids or whatever. But in my mind, I'm like, no, like I have to like complete all these things. Like, I think like I'm like digressing, but it's like when you're like eight or like nine, you like have like a plan for your life. And I think like, as you get older, like normally you're like, okay, you adjust. And I think in my head, I'm like, no, the I'm supposed to like, I'm supposed to like means and they are supposed to be best friends by now. I'm supposed to be in my fifth movie. Like I'm supposed to be like, you know, I don't know. I just, I I have, I really struggle with um, like the perfectionism side of Mm. me. So I'm really trying to like, just get used just to, yeah, get used to failing and be okay with failing and realizing like that is growing and I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So Yeah. I mean, reframing the expectations you have for yourself is so hard. And then, like, it doesn't help that I chose a career that's so – there's no guarantees. And I think that freaks me out a little bit. So I try to, like, put as many guarantees as I can. Um, But it's, like, it's it's useless. So, yeah, y'all going to have to edit down that answer. But I'll I'll just say it. No, baby. yeah Uh, you think we edit here grow up (laughs) no every single thought that we've ever said makes it onto this podcast oh my gosh so i'm uh i looked it up because i have to be uh, that girl so the definition of (laughs) self-care oxford languages says the practice of taking action to preserve or improve one's health or the fact and and also the practice of taking an active role in protecting one's own well-being and happiness, in particular during periods of stress. Mm. Mm-hmm. Do we align or de-align? Yeah, for sure. Like, I'm definitely, like, how I manage stress dictates, like, how I manage my life, right? So I'm I'm mm. always looking for more ways uh, to just better handle this brain up here. Because, girl, she get crazy. I'll be having to be like, okay. She be, she be crap. Like, girl, chill out. Like, calm down. You're going to be okay. I, this too will pass. Like, I promise you. Just have to, Aww. you know. Come on, so. bro. <laughs> and then they make, oh, listen, it's, the, it's the Southern to me, you know. We have no, just one or two scriptures. One or two. Oh, for sure. <laughs> through oxygen, all things through class, who strengthens me. I'm up with the accent, Alexi. He's so sweet. It's just who I am. <laughs> it's just a part of me. Uh, no, she's just nodding along. (laughs) Hey, bless her heart. Bless her heart. (laughs) That's what. Oh my gosh, John twelve twenty four. John says, mm -hmm. "Bless her heart." I do think that he said that at some point. I I agree. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, I think I think we all know the Bible here. (laughs) I think we all can know the Bible. Victoria Justice poll. Yeah, Uh, but Lucy, for you, like it's. With like your healing, your healing journey, your healing, yeah, your healing journey. Like, how's that for you? And like, her definition and everything. Would you consider yourself on one? 
Yeah. Well, so I'm in this funky place right now where like, like I've been in therapy since I was in high school. I think I started seeing my like first therapist when I was like a junior in high school. And then in college, I saw one consistently and then I had one off and on in Chicago. And so I've done a lot of work. I've done a lot of internal work to heal like the capital T traumas in my life and find those like coping mechanisms. So now I'm at a point where like I had this big life change and with that life change, I was feeling a lot of like stress. I was really overwhelmed. And so for me, one of the priorities moving here was like, well, I'm feeling all these feelings. I need to find a new therapist. So I started seeing a therapist in LA and then as we've been talking, we've had two sessions and I've sort of had the realization, like, I kind of have all the tools I need right now. I don't, now I just need to use them. Mm-hmm. Like, there's not a lot to be gained from, like, the therapist that I'm currently seeing. Like, she's not giving me anything new. It's just sort of a, like, yeah, of course this is going to be a period of discomfort. Like, you had a community, you had stability and you left that and now you're working to find that again of course that's going to be uncomfortable but like I know what calms me down I know how to identify the big feelings in my body I know what I need to do to like self-regulate and now it's just doing them and so I'm in like that weird limbo area right now to me that's one of the hardest things is like the transition periods because there's no like set answer or set one thing to do Mm -hmm. You just have to, like, sit through it and wait it out and trust that things will settle because they've always settled. Yeah. Yeah, That whole thing of, like, being comfortable, being uncomfortable. um, God. It's just (laughs) – I think it's just something we're just going to have to keep learning um, and we're just going to get better as we get older. And that's the thing, Mm -hmm. too. It's like you realize, like, dude, like (laughs) – Sometimes I think back and I'm like, dude, I'm only 24. Like, yeah. Like, what? Yeah. what You're an infant. Kids? Yes. Calm down. Like, it's only going to get worse from here. Like, if I don't, if I don't learn how to manage this, what if I have a child? What am I going to talk? Mm. Like, like, it's just, I don't know. If I think about it too much, I will combust. So, but yeah. <laughs> it's just. We do not. Um, but yeah, just that whole, like, just getting comfortable with, like, yeah, there's just going to be hard times in your life and you just got to, especially change. Change is just hard. It's like, God, why? yeah. Why? <laughs> <laughs> so I had therapy last week and I was literally sitting in her office and I was like, crying and like got to like a a moment of levity and I just looked at her I was like I think maybe I'm okay and I'm just 24 (laughs) like I think maybe that's what's up right now and she kind of laughed she was like yeah maybe and I'm like oh I'm wasting this woman's time can I just say that she was like there's so much more here but yeah girl 24 (laughs) that's the only issue can I just say though I feel like I was sold such a false reality when it came to like my 20s I really thought and like yes 20s are the best years of your life in some ways right but the way I just thought that like I don't know like I just I don't know what I thought was gonna happen I really don't know but I was just like what the fuck I feel like somebody sold me a car and like I didn't know like the brakes were messed up. And I'm like, like, wait, wait, wait a minute. Just calm, calm down. Like I can't drive. Right. You know? So it's just crazy. I just thought my twenties were going to like be so different, but it's such, it's such a transitional time in your life. Like every year is like so different than the next. And you just kind of like, yeah. you just have to like learn to get used to it or whatever. So which is why it's delusional that each week Alexi and I voluntarily record our thoughts and publish them on the internet in perpetuity yeah. via this podcast. I've been thinking about like, man, am I going to look back in my two years and be like, what the frick am I talking about, brother? I hope that we do 10 years of this podcast and we're able to look back and be like, we were so stupid. Thank God we did this. Well, that's something of like, I wonder when people say that your 20s are supposed to be the best time of your year, of your life. Um, I, I think that, especially like in terms of when people are, when adults are telling teenagers that high school is the best years of your life. I wonder if that is maybe a hindsight statement and not a while you're in it statement, mm. because I can't imagine anybody being like, yeah, 20s. I understand that this sense of like, 
I also think that, like the economy was different. <laughs> like a lot of people coming up. But, um, yeah. Like the just the idea of like yeah, when you don't know anything and, and you're able to throw caution to the wind, and then comes family and and responsibilities mm-hmm. that maybe you have to pay attention to. I understand that completely, and I really hope that we can we can use our twenties to continue to have continue having uh, better lot like better decades than 20s like mm-hmm. 20s is the ground right. like 30s, is, 30s is great 40s is great each decade is just better and better because i would be so sad if i if i plateaued when i didn't know anything yeah. change I don't know what, or die i don't know a dang thing <laughs> and i sure. know it it's like yeah i'm having fun but yeah. god forbid that this is the best oh my gosh <laughs> yeah, i hope not I, yeah, I feel like 30s is just going to be like 20s with more money. I'm praying that's what it is. It's like, I'm, like, <laughs> I'm praying it's just 20s with more money because I'm like, okay, now I see what y'all talking about. I can I can do some more things. You know what I mean? Uh, but yeah. I was, I was back in Columbus for a family friend wedding this past weekend. And it was this wedding of my parents' friend group. That, like, it's all the families that, like, we were raised together with. It was, like, the little village that my parents created for us. And it was this weekend that I had, like, the realization that all of them were, like, 23 when they met. So it was these, like, four couples that were all about my age when they met. They became good friends. Like, they did, like, weekly parties together, constant dinners together. And then they all started having kids and raised all their kids together. And that was just such, like, a revelatory, revelatory, revelatory thing for me of, like, oh, you were so young Mm -hmm. and so, like, committed to each other. It was really cool to see, like, oh, well, that's what you did with your 20s. Yeah. Yeah. And thinking about, like, how my – my life is different because it's not it's not that like insular of a village I think my village is much broader because of what I've chosen to do yeah definitely and just like yeah during that time I think it was like expected to have like children much younger and just like our whole perspective like in our Mm -hmm. generation is just so different so yeah I'm not (laughs) not trying children for a minute but like yeah like I like social media too that makes it broader just so many things yeah. you know so mm-hmm. yeah well it's also like I'm consistently thinking about how old I am in terms of like <laughs> you are that is true that- <laughs> <laughs> that's just into, like we talked about the, the internet language of like when you're doing things having the thought of being like oh my god I'm, I'm taking a shower I'm in my uh self-care era uh-huh. Just those thoughts of like, I'll be like hanging out with my friends and a tweet will pop into my mind that's like, uh, when you're laughing with your friends over nothing and you're and like, those are the best nights. And I'm like, why am I t- thinking in tweets right now? Why am I not? Why am I elsewhere? <laughs> so that's, I, I, that's what I mean in terms of like, thinking about my age, because I just, um, there's so many, so much social media talk about like enjoying this time and all these things. And so me thinking about those, I'm instead thinking about those instead of actually enjoying this time. And I wonder (laughs) if that's something that's always happened with people or like, or is being constantly online, um, making us hyper aware of things that would otherwise just like, yeah, would have gone by like in passing thoughts. Well, the tweet that I'm always thinking of is, um, (laughs) noinky per snoinky. And that makes my life infinitely better. I'm not detrimented at all by constantly thinking of the Charlie Barty tweet. If I tweet, I think the tweet is verbatim. If I tweeted noinky purse noinky, would you all know that I meant nevertheless she persisted? Yeah. She's still giggling. Oh my gosh, it lives rent free in her mind. I love that for you, it's girl. It's so good. It's noinky so person, noinky, noinky, is, noinky baby. That's going to be on the red audience. <laughs> oh Deja, do you have a tweet that's constantly in your head? You know, I was not, I was never a Twitter girly. Um, yeah, I have like TikToks that just kind of pop up in there or like. <laughs> Or like when Vine used to be out, I loved Vine. Mm. I love like a good video, a little short film moment. Um, I'm trying cinematic. to cinematic. Yeah, cinematic. <laughs> She's really cinematic upstairs. So, 
That's what, really that's what we call it when somebody has hallucinatory visions. She's so cinematic. Upstairs. Upstairs. I, but honestly, yeah. <laughs> Not that I have visions. I mean, like, yeah, let me fix that. But, like, I, I'd be in the shower, and I will, like, have, like, a song. Or, like, I'll be in the car. That's a better example. And I'll have, like, a song playing. Like, if I was in a movie right now, this song would play. And it's like, oh. if I'm in the mall, this montage, oh, my gosh. Swipe, yes. Oh, oh, Yeah. I think about that all the time. Uh, <laughs> I'm right there with you, dude. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it's um, near constant. If you guys could pick a soundtrack to your, to this past year of your life, what would it be? Okay, okay. I think you know what I'm talking about. There's this song that I found that's literally about <laughs> being 24 and leaving Chicago. Yeah. <laughs> and and I had it on repeat. It's DJO's um, oh End of Beginning. Yes, I love that song. Wait, that's yes. the dude from Stranger Things. Yes. Yes. Oh it's my his gosh. band. And I, yeah. this song was the perfect soundtrack because, like, I knew I was leaving Chicago last summer was when it was, like, solidified for me. And so mm-hmm. then to have the entire, like, moodiness of the Chicago fall, the chilliness of the Chicago winter, and, like, the beginning of spring to listen to this song that's, like, about beginning your life in Chicago and then realizing it's the end of the beginning. Oh, oh, that was deep as fuck, oh. Lucy. I love that. Yes. Thank you. Oh my, can we also, um, I'm a Barbie girl because I'm really excited for the Barbie release. Okay. That's the trailer. I, yeah, I was about to say, I just saw the trailer yesterday because I was very like, I, I'm not going to wait for this to come out um, like on streaming. I don't know if I want to spend money. Now I'm like, I actually You're spending money. It. I'm spending money. I was like, this looks good. I was a Bratz girl, so I was like, I don't know. Oh, interesting. Yeah. There's there's a line in that trailer that has um, ruined my life, for lack of a better term. And it's a character says to Barbie, humans have set endings. Ideas live forever. And then the tear falls on Margot Robbie's cheek. <laughs> this movie is going to destroy me. I'm going, the last time I was like hyper fixated on a movie was Pitch Perfect when it came out in (laughs) theaters. You're so on brand, brother. (laughs) I've never once claimed to be off brand. I want to be clear. Be surprising. (laughs) I think I saw Pitch Perfect like 10 times in theaters. Aw. Barbie is the only thing that's going to rival that for me. That was me with like Hunger Games. Oh my gosh. Oh yes. Katniss Everett Peta. That was my first husband in my mind. I was like, I'm gonna marry, marry Josh Hutcherson and I'm gonna marry Taylor Lautner and then we all divorce and get back with, with J Hut. Mm. Yeah. I was just oh that man. No, I was showing up to school with the side braid. I started <gasps> wearing like a lot of greens. Okay, this well, at least you have school. enough hair. At least you have enough hair for the side braid. I was in my natural <laughs> and that shit would be here. Like, um, somebody, somebody took me as well. I was like, girl, I don't know who who gonna tell you this, but uh, stop. <laughs> it's just not, stop. it's not happening. It, you have no hang time. I don't know how else to say this. Just, oh, I would have paid so much money oh. to see a little stiff braid. <laughs> and you know, just a you know, you like yes, and you know, you like turn your head and it stay up like. <laughs> I wanted to be Katniss so bad, and I would get like so like moody, like oh my gosh, like I have to like take care of everybody. Girls and youngest in my family, like what what are we talking about? <laughs> what are, what are we actually talking about? But yeah, girl, I was oh, Hunger Games. That was such an era for me. Uh, that's what academia is actually ignoring. It's like what that feeling is in the Hunger Games books and movies. Like I watch those movies still, and I'm like moved to my core catching fire hits every time book or movie Mm -hmm. i think that's the best one personally uh oh i i do miss that like in a book or like going to the movies just being so excited because i think like it was twilight and then it was like hunger games like just that era of like the young yeah 
young uh, teen section. Divergent. Divergent. Yes, divergent. And then like going to the movies and just like the fandom just rushing in the theaters, like move out the way. We're all 13 and we're ready to party. (laughs) Like I just miss that time so much, dude. Uh, there was a pretty unknown book in that like dystopian genre that's like your protagonist is a 13-year-old girl who has to save the dystopian world. That I, I it's a book I got hooked into. It's called Birthmarked. And nobody really knows of it, but I loved that book so much that I emailed the author and was like I would love for this to be made a movie. I would love to be in this movie. Oh. And I remember the sweet woman responding to my email as like a 13 year old and her being like, thank you for your kind words. I also would love for this to be made into a movie. And now I'm like, I bet you would girl. I bet you would love that check. Oh, that's so sweet. That's like when you wrote to Disney. Did yes, you really? Deja, I, when I was when I was in like kindergarten, um, they changed the streaming time, not the streaming time, the showtime of House of Mouse. And I it was like so that I was missing it while I was at school. And this was like pre VCR. Sorry, not pre VCR, pre DVR. Yeah, and Lucy's actually <laughs> 90 years old. I'm <laughs> I wrote them a letter. And I cut it out in the shape of the Mickey Mouse head. And I like took my time with it and was like, please change. And then we sent it to them. And then they did change the time. (gasps) They read your letter. Oh my gosh. I'm an activist. I'm an activist. (laughs) And that's when Lucy knew she had a purpose. (laughs) Change the capitalist mind of Disney. I have been grassroots campaigning since kindergarten. Did not just say yo. Asia, what's the song? What's the song? No, soundtrack. Yes. Okay. So, um, hmm. I feel like this year it is "Heaven to Me" by Tyler the Creator. Ooh. I feel like I've been playing that a lot um, this year, and it, because it's like, you know what? It honestly fits with this podcast because it's all about just him, like just like being nostalgic or like remembering like like the good old days and like, you know, like having in each like time in his life. Um, and I'm really like this year, like I said, like I'm really trying to like just be mindful and like be more grateful and more present. So like that is definitely like my song this year. It's uh, a, it's a good one. It's a good one. So what about you, Lexi? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, our next question. No, it's like, okay. um, I don't know. I, I feel my first answer was um, "Back to the Old House" by the Smiths, and then I didn't want to be like a I didn't want to be. I love the Smiths, <laughs> but I was like, "What's another song?" Um, but I guess um, Tyler the Creator is hitting right now. Remy Wolf is hitting right now. Remy, um, oof, her voice, man. Yeah, let me think. Lil Mariko's hitting right now. <laughs> Uh, the girl who goes, where's my jewel? <laughs> <laughs> That's big Alexi energy. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm a big, big, big jeweler. <laughs> Some people call me Jewel Asco because I got so many jewels. Oh, here's an alt. Alt pitch. Ready? People call her Jared how much she's a jeweler. Okay. And so here's, a, here's an alt to that alt. Here's an alt to that alt. Are you ready? I'm a comedy machine. People call her Kay how much she's a jeweler. So Deja, if you had to pick like one of these, disrespectful, one of these uh, for your campaign for jewels, between the two that we just said, who are you picking? You know, we often have our guests choose. Yeah, Jewel, Jewel Oscar was a was a good. That was a great contender. I don't know, I because I thought it was so corny. I was like, that has to be, that has to be it. <laughs> was it but was I, it corny or was it just said first? I don't know. I think that's something we should analyze. <laughs> Oh my gosh! Oh my, God. I don't know. What's I don't know. The thing you said at the beginning of the podcast, Lucy. Um, God, it's something about being wrong and not being able to accept it on the podcast or something like that. Oh, I don't know. I say a lot of things. How can I be expected to remember what I say? And that's really that's the tagline of the, of the podcast. <laughs> we don't remember what we Did say. You? We don't fact check here. We just <laughs> we just be talking, girl. That's true. <laughs> Deja, thank you so much 
for being here. This is a delight. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh, you rock, so dude. much for having me. Appreciate you. I feel that like my my perspective on self care has been like challenged and reaffirmed, and I feel smarter. I feel more academic. I feel academia. Ooh. I feel academic. It don't work. There's not a third one. But I feel smart as well. <laughs> well, that's good because we're about to ask you a question. Deja, our last segment is called the valedictorian uh, speech. Now, we have to ask you, uh, were you a valedictorian of any, of any schooling, of any college, high school, elementary? Did you cheat your way to the valedictorianship? Mm. <laughs> no, nah, I cheated my way to a good B-plus girl, and I was proud uh-huh. of it. Yeah. Good on you. Thank you. Well, that's okay because we were neither of us were valedictorians. No, as a record And we fan. wouldn't want to be. Not in the traditional sense. You don't want to be happy. Here at Academia, all of us are valedictorians. Oh, well, including. (laughs) Amen. So what we're going to do is we'll take a second to each give a valedictorian speech to reflect on the immense knowledge that we've gained today. That we've Um, shared. Alexi, I have something. Do you want me to go? Yeah. Okay. Class of 2023, it is an honor to be standing before you. I am humbled to be your valedictorian. But I would be remiss if I stood up here and said it was all sunshine and rainbows. No. I've, I've grown. I've learned. And I come to you with an apology. Class of 2023, I apologize for critiquing all the girlies online who are just trying their best. Sure, is it a little gross that they're monetizing every aspect of existence? Yes, but young girls and especially vocal girls who have the boldness and the confidence to post themselves online are so hyper critiqued. And I am above all else, a girl's girl. I would rather roll in an early grave than identify as a guy's girl. And so I need to live up to that standard of girl's girldom and apologize for the critique that I've put upon my fellow girls. Girls, girl, girl. Thank you. That was Latin, I think. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that was sort of... um, my version of quoting Greek poetry. Bendy Vici B. Girly, gooda, girlu. Thank you. Oh my gosh. Here I go. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, everybody. It's Hi. me, Alexi. I'm here today to tell you uh, to take care of yourself. I know, I know everyone's going to say it. I said, but I mean it when I say it. Go on a little walk or something. You feel that little bad thing in your stomach because you're hungry. Go eat a little cold stone or something. But if you're, if you're lactose intolerant, don't eat that. <laughs> I guess what I'm trying to say here is what makes you happy? Mm. Do it. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> Such Do a munch. It. Such a munch. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay, Deja, it's your time. Take oh the podium. Gosh. Oh my gosh, I'm so nervous. Can I do this? Can I do this? Hi, class of 2023. Um, I just want to say that um, aesthetics are lame. You know, <laughs> who are you to put yourself in a label? Don't do that. Fuck that shit. I think um, the great P. Diddy once said that once. Anyway, um, <laughs> the great Big Diddy, prophetess, deacon, national treasure. Uh, you know, and take care of yourself. Set mm-hmm. boundaries. Do what's best for you. And um, yeah, that's, I think that's my speech. Barbie lays on. Yes. Gorgeous, amazing speech. All the best speeches end by somebody saying, and that's my speech. (laughs) What are you going to do about it? What are you going to do about it? it? Deja, this rocked. Thanks for being here. Thank you for being here. Um, Before we let you go, is there anything you'd like to plug? 
Um, sure. Why not? Why not? So, um, I'll be, um, at the annoyance every, I think it's every Thursday in August with wormhole sketch. We're doing some sketches. Uh, really excited about that. I'll be at, uh, clash on Clark, um, June 2nd, every Saturday in June. Like, why, why am I trying to do too much? Every Saturday <laughs> in June with uh, the Rumble, um, and that's like a improv group, and it's really, really fun. Essentially, you just like go on, um, and the and the audience will vote um, who dies, like in the cast, <gasps> and you have like a big death scene. So, I'm and then really they fucking kill you. Yeah, and then you fucking die. So, I'm re- I love dying on stage. I don't know about y'all. I live to die on stage. Um, so yeah, that's what I'm doing. Oh my gosh. Honestly, Shakespeare hit for me. I know for some, for some people they hated it, but girl, give me a big old soliloquy. I'll fuck that shit up real quick. And with that. <laughs> oh my gosh. It only leaves one thing left to say. I'm saying it. I've never had somebody else lobby up my sentence. Then, <laughs> then you say it. Then you say it. Um... And that only leaves one thing left to do. Alexi, I love you. Lucy, I love you. Bye.